Thank you for tuning into our podcast. Do you know that Roman 10 and 14 ends by saying these words, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, get ready to hear and receive a faith-filled preacher, Pastor Clifford Kraft, who is about to deliver you a word straight from God. Now, here is today's message. And the Word became flesh. Chapter 1, verse 14 of John. And dwelt among us. He's now sitting there as a man. God Almighty. Let me help you. Woo, look at y'all faith. Amen. Look, look, look. Before he came to earth to represent you and to represent me, he was in heaven as the word. I just told you where to find it at. Amen. If you want to look it up, it's 1 John chapter 5. He was there as the word. The word of God. Remember, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. All that was made was made by him. And there was nothing that was made that was not made by him. Who? The word. And verse 14 say, and the word became flesh and dwelt upon us. That's why he got the name Emmanuel. God with us. Hello, somebody. But the book of Philippians tell us, amen, in chapter 2, amen, because now he has inherited a name, amen, that is above Every name that is his name, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things beneath the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's now sitting there as a man. King of kings and Lord of lords. God. Man. Somebody said, Pastor Kev, how, how, how can he be a, a man and be God? He's 100% God, and he's 100% man. You ready? The Bible teaches that in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, amen, that you and I, amen, will one day have the same body that Jesus has. This body that we're in now can't go to be with him. Adam destroyed that. So this physical body right here could never go and be with him. But the Bible tells us, amen, that we will receive a new body. And that body would be just like his body. That body would be able to walk straight through that wall. It's in the Bible. I'm gonna shoot since you're looking like that. Now I'm ready for the mess you up. Because because here here what you don't understand, and I say it all the time, and I watch your face when I'm talking. The truth is, Amen. You just don't have no idea how much like God you are right now. It's only your body that's not like God. Your mind, according to the Bible, must be renewed. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. 
must be renewed. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 19 through 24, must be renewed. So the mind must be renewed. But your spirit is like God. Skip my message right here. I want to go somewhere because who we y'all face? Amen. Look at First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen. First Corinthians chapter uh, three and verse sixteen. First Corinthians chapter three and verse sixteen. First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen. If you would. Sister Robinson, read that for me, please. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. All right, yeah. Look at chapter 6 and, and give me verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Is what? One spirit. Is what, pray? One spirit. One spirit. With he him. that is joined to the Lord is one spirit, not two spirits. One. Not two. One. God has enjoined himself in spirit form into our spirit. Hmm. God has enjoined his spirit into our spirit. One spirit. Hello? Y'all there? Now, what I did, I actually jumped ahead of my message because you're looking like, oh, my God, what, can, what this man? Look, look, it's just the truth. Let me show you something else. Blessed are they who have not seen me, but yet believe. God wants you to have absolute Faith in your prayers from, from this moment on. From this moment on, amen. When you pray, amen, you have absolutely no reason to doubt God, neither yourself, when you pray. When you pray, God always hears you. Now, the reason why I'm kind of emphasizing that, because there are a lot of teachers that teach, amen, that God only hears certain prayer. If it's coming from a saint, that's not true. If it's coming from a sinner, that's a whole different thing. But a child of God, when they speak, God always hears them. Always. And I've tried to convince people of that, of that for years, and I've even had to fight so to speak, this type of fight, amen, with uh, others. They were not real theologians. They were just trying to be 
glory be to God, amen, about this whole topic here. The truth is, uh, God hears you. No such thing as your prayers going to the ceiling and don't get no farther than the ceiling. That's the biggest lie that anybody could tell. That's a big lie. And I want to prove it today. When you pray, God hears you. He hears you when you pray. You ready? I'm going to take you for a little journey now. You ready? All right. Look, if you will, at Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. And be willing to go with me because I want you absolutely convinced that God hears you. Absolutely convinced that God hears you. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Read that for me again, please. Call to me and I will answer you. Well, well, now look, look, look what he said. He said, call me and I answer. Amen. Do we, is that what we see? Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will also show you great and mighty things which you have not known. Go, if you will, to 1 John chapter 5 and read verse 14. Amen. Now, when I give you these scriptures, I want you would, if, if you would, just number them numerically, amen, from one to however many that I give you. I want to show you how many times, how many times, the scripture shows us that when we pray, God hears us. Jeremiah 33 and 3 is the first one. First John chapter 5 and verse 14 says what? Now this is the confidence that we have in him. What confidence do we have, Bree? That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Did you say that now? Did you say that? Yeah. Say it again. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So not only does he hear, the Bible wants us to know that we can be a very, very confident that he hears us. Very confident. There's nothing, that's, you're not being arrogant just because you believe God hears you in your prayer. God wants us to be confident about that. Not arrogant, but confident. It's okay for you to say, I know God heard me. I know God hear me when I pray. Now, you recall before Jesus was resurrected, amen, he said to uh, the disciples, and we sometimes still use it. I use it, amen, uh, but, but we're way beyond that. And I still use it to help those, amen, that's growing. And that is in, in, in Mark chapter 11 and, and verse 24, he said, when you pray, believe uh, that you have received and you shall have. That's a powerful, powerful scripture. John says, if you pray according to his will, he hear you anyway. Let me show you what I just said. In Mark eleven twenty four, he's he has not been resu- he has not 
gone to the grave. He has not been crucified, rather, gone to the grave, and he has not risen. To take his position, amen, as our great intercessor. Are you with me? According to the book of Hebrews. So, but he's still making an astonished statement. He said that anytime you pray and believe that you receive it, he said you have it. Guess what? He said that he hadn't even gone to the grave yet. If that, that right there was a, a true statement and he has not even died yet. He was basically teaching them that it's just a principle, period. Jesus said this is a principle. That if you pray, you believe that you receive it. Amen. He said, you should have it. It was a principle before. John says after the resurrection. That this is the confidence that we have in him. When we pray according to his will, he hears us. And since we know that we're being heard, then we know we have the very petition that we desire of him. I'm about to shout now, amen. Because basically what the Lord said, amen, and it sounds almost too real. God said, when you come to me and talk to me and speak to me according to anything that I have written, he said, it's automatically yours. Automatically. You say, why don't we receive it like that? Amen. That's what I'm trying to get you to do right now. Amen. It's to have that type of heart, spirit, amen, have that type of mindset, amen, so that when you pray, you're praying what? In faith every time. Because in the New Testament, he said, without faith, it's impossible to please, uh, 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 to please him. He said, first of all, you must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we must believe. That God hears when we pray. Amen. It's not an arrogant stance to say, oh man, I know God answered my prayers. Well, would that be true or not, according to the Bible? Amen. He does. Amen. So what would be arrogant about that? I don't see anything arrogant about that at all. I know that when I pray, God hears me. Huh? Shonda, I guarantee you, you take on a, some type of humble um, attitude about it and say, well, you know, you know, I realize sometimes, you know, when I pray, you know, you know, there might be someone praying for God might not want. You go ahead on, amen. You know, you need to go to school to become a psychologist or something, amen. Because the truth is, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to psychologize, amen, the word of God. And it's spiritual. God's word is spiritual. So like, people use all type of psychology to try to understand something. And it's usually based upon somebody's own experience. I prayed, and I know I prayed. Ain't nobody going to tell me I didn't pray. Because I was praying, man. And I prayed, and I prayed, and prayed. And I prayed at least, at least you know, two years. Bless your little heart. Amen. And I prayed, you know. And sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes it ain't, you know, sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes God just say no. Amen. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm sure you know, man. <laughs> God, I want to show him just what you just showed me. Let's go anyway. I know you know, but let's go one more time. Amen. Look at, you will, at, at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. We've already been there. We've already gone there. Let's go there one more time because I just said something. I want to show you that it is true. 2 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 1. Uh-huh. All right, and, and uh, start, if you will, somewhere around verse 6, 7. Let me hear what 6 sounds like, Bree. 
Now, if we are afflicted, yeah. it is for your consolation and salvation, yeah. which is effective for enduring the same sufferings, which we also suffer. Okay. Or if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Okay. And our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. Uh-huh. Read. For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia. Yeah. That we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life. Come on. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we, I'm sorry, that we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead. Yeah. Who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. Yeah. For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God more abundantly toward you. Come on. For we are not writing any other things to you than what you read or understand. Now I trust you will understand even to the end, as also you have understood us in part, that we are your boast as you also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. Come on. And in this confidence, I intended to come to you before that you might have a second benefit to pass by way of you to Macedonia, to come again from Macedonia to you and be helped by you on my way to Judea. Therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly? Now listen listen to these words. Read. Therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly? Or the things I plan, do I plan according to the flesh? That with me there should be yes, yes and no, no. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no. Now hold right there. If I gave you a promise and you're not certain whether I'm going to fulfill the promises that I gave you, then in your mind, you cannot be certain or be assured of my coming through. So you could basically have this thing uh, where maybe yes, maybe no, he might do it. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether it's going to be yes or no. The word yay and nay. I don't know whether it's going to be yes or no. Paul says, now listen to these words. Read, read. Okay. But in him was yes. Yeah. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. Hold right there. Now, I said this, amen, that when you pray, God hear you. And for the individual who said, well, I prayed and I waited, I didn't hear, I don't know, you know, so I just said, you know, it might not be God's will for me. What would be the missing thing in that person's life? They don't know God's will. Because when you read the Bible, which is the word of God, that's God's will. When you read the Bible and you see where God has made your promise in any area, amen, the Bible declares, amen, that that promise is yes and amen and can't nobody do nothing about it. That's right. It's yes. 
You can't change it. For any reason, you can't change it. See, the Bible tells us to be steadfast, immovable, unmovable, always abounding in God. When I'm steadfast, I could have a doctor to tell me, well, Mr. Craft, I just don't see no way how you're going to, you know, we're going to try to help you, but we just look like it just ain't going to work. That's what he sees. That ain't what God said. And when I put my absolute faith in what God said, I don't care about what terminology you use. I don't care what words you use to try to make me understand a lie. I'm not going to understand it because I understand the truth. Hallelujah. He has said yes and amen. Who's going to disqualify me for that? Well, Pastor Crab, you know, hey, I see what you're saying. I like the way you say it. But, you know, Pastor Crab, you got to be real now. You got to be real. You know, you know, everybody ain't going to be healed, Pastor Crab. They can be. Didn't say that they wouldn't be. They can be. It, because if I, I tell me, I'm going to be honest with you. This is going to sound a little puffed up, but it's true. Amen. If I can sit with a person and get them to see what I'm saying, Amen. Once it get down in their spirit and they see it, it's automatic. Glory be to God. It's automatic. That's the word of God. What Satan does is try to discourage us because we're not absolutely certain about a lot of things. Or we hear people say different stuff. And so we get wishy-washy because we want to believe We try to believe, but we hear so many different things until we don't know. So how can you put your complete confidence in something that you ain't sure about? Think about that. Consider this. If God say, "Mm, oh, boy, I feel this, that he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. Well, when I get saved, who going to come tell me that I ain't saved when the Bible say he was? He took my sin. So, I mean, who going to talk me out of it? Nobody. Why we can't believe the latter part of it? It's a, by whose strike we heal. You can't, you can't disconnect that. You can't say, well, well, he did take my sin, but as far as my sickness, you know, we're going to be sick sometime. That, that, here's the point, amen, we might be. But we don't have to stay sick. That's just like a sinner, amen. It's just like a person who got saved, amen, and then stepped back into sin again. But can he be saved again? Of course he can. Can he? Y'all ain't sure about that? You're in trouble if you ain't. A person can be saved, amen, backslide, and then come back to God. I hear him saying, come back to me, you backslider. In the old time, he said, come back to me. Amen, glory be to God. So a person can be saved, amen, and, and, do, and go wrong because the word means miss the mark. So they can miss the mark. Well, then, how are you going to disconnect the fact, amen, that the same words that says by his strike we are healed is by his strike, amen, we're saved. The scriptures say in 1 Peter 2.24, he him own self. Boy, our sins in his own body. 
that we now being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we what? Are healed. So the Bible say, well, that's a promise to me, right? And it's been fulfilled through Jesus. Then it's a done deal. See, and the Bible said, yes and amen. Amen. I don't have to be asking God over and over, Lord, if it's your will that you heal me. He already told you. He already spared it to me. Anytime anybody say to you, well, if it's God will, you're going to be all right. Walk away from him, please. Walk away from him. Why? Because they can discourage you with that kind of stuff. That ain't what God said. God said, by my stripes, you're healed. How are you going to come and talk me out of that? You would have to take away that he was wounded for my transgression because it's in the same scripture. How are you going to separate the scripture? Because a person gets sick, amen, it, it could mean a lot of things. There are a lot of people who have gotten sick and, and they eat properly, right? And, and they exercise and they do all of that stuff, but sickness still comes upon them, all right? Why? Because it is because of Satan and what he did that caused death to come into the earth. And so death then worked through a source, in any source. And it works. Jesus now, amen, destroys this thing. He did. And and then brought you over into life. Oh, my God, right there. Scripture said God had delivered us from the power of death. Translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we now have redemption through the shedding of his blood, the forgiveness of sin. I then translated, Peter said, amen, from death to life. So if I give myself to death, in other words, if I allow death to do what it will do, then what can God do? If I refuse to fight, amen, and give myself to death, then, yeah, death will take me out. Oh, God, I can't believe the way y'all ignoring me, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. But you know what? Amen. You know what? These are the type of workshops, amen, that I've been talking about doing, amen, where you can just go on and on and on. You know what I mean? Take a little lunch break and come back, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, amen. I mean, I guarantee you a whole day of this kind of teaching, I will fully convince you, amen, by the word of God, amen, that you don't have to lay down and die, amen, because a doctor gave you some type of uh, prognosis, amen. You see, a doctor is able to diagnose something. He can tell me what it is, but he cannot prognose and tell me, amen, that I got to have it. Glory be to God. Cannot. By his stripes, I am healed. Woo, I feel this. Jesus, I feel this. Look, if you will, to look, uh, uh, Psalms 34, verse 17. Uh, Preacher, you better give me your watch. I'm stirred. Psalm 34, verse 17. Psalm 34, verse 17.
What does it say? The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. Do what now? The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. Is that right? Did y'all see that? He hears. Go to First Peter chapter 3. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. Don't tell me that God don't hear you when you pray. People that teach that way and preach that way, I wish they would go somewhere and sit down. Amen. I'm being honest with you. Because they teach God's people, amen, not to have any hope at all, much less faith. They don't even have hope. I just don't agree with people getting get a, a, a bad report from a doctor and then bringing your family again, making your family sad. Tell me, I won't be with you long and all that stuff right there. How come you going to be with her? Because the doctor said, baby, y'all got to understand. What did he say? You know, and you get that, that bad report, right? Now, everybody in that house are, are hurt. Everybody in there, they're, they're, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, until you do die, I mean, they're suffering right along with you. And it's been known that, that in times like that, some family members have incurred sicknesses, amen, when they were not sick because of some family member that they were very close to, amen, who got a bad report like that, amen, caused them to become depressed. And eventually, whatever, whatever people do when they are depressed, Amen. Eventually, amen, they themselves became sick. I know you think I'm being mean. I'm not. I think it's absolutely wrong because people don't know any better. And the Bible says my people perish for what reason? Because they have no knowledge, they perish. Where are you now? Huh? Look at your will at verse 12 and read from verse 12, verse 15, if you will. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. You know his ears are open to their prayers? Yes. Did y'all know that? Yes. His ears are open to their prayers. How many scriptures do you have now? At least four? Yeah. That, that when you pray, God hear you? Don't you never think that he doesn't. He delights hearing the voices of his children. When they talk to him, don't you know he sits and listens to them with a heart like you can't even imagine, with a love like you can't even fathom. And he knows that's one of my babies crying out to me. Don't you never forget that. It hurts him when you're going through something. Never forget that. He don't want you going through it. He wants you to have the answer. Because he wants you healed. Healed in mind. Healed in body. Healed in the emotions. Healed in your spirit. Healed in every area of your life. 
He wants your healing. Never forget that. If you prayed and asked God for something and he didn't do it for you, are you listening to me now? And there's some in here need to be listening too, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you prayed and you feel like God didn't give you what you asked for, you just need to go back and sit down now, amen, and say, Lord, what, what is it? What, you, what, what is it? What you want me to do? What do you want me to do? He might want you to start spending some quality time in the, this book right here. Because if you don't have no faith, amen, to do nothing with, then you already know that you're coming up against an enemy who will cause you such pain like you won't believe, such discouragement like you won't believe, amen, will have you drowning in your own discouragement. Don't always think you know something. God knows better than all of us, doesn't he? And he knows exactly what it take, amen, to give you a joyous day. Hallelujah. He knows exactly what it take, amen, to put a pep in your step, amen. God, amen, can turn your life all the way around, amen, and have you laughing at your failures and have you laughing at your past life and all the things that didn't go right, amen. God will give you a life where you smile and be full of joy and be happy in the name of Jesus Christ. Bible said the thief comes but for the steal, kill, and destroy. That's all they come for. To take your, amen, to take your good life from you. And he'll take it because the Bible says he's a thief. He'll steal your good life from you. And the life that God had planned for you. Hallelujah. Okay, God, I do it. Go to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. I would love to hear it in the Amplified Bible, but if you don't have it, I'll take it wherever you got it at. Amen. Jeremiah 29, 11. The Lord just spoke that right there in my spirit. Amen. I want you to see that. Who told you, amen, that there's no life for you? There's so many people right now today, amen, looking up and down the street. Amen. Looking out the window. Amen. Looking for, looking for some hope, some peace, some, 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 some joy. Amen. Some deliverance. Somebody help me. Get me out of this situation. I can't handle it no more. I, I can't handle it no more. And they don't know what to do. But I'm telling you right now, God got their answer. He has already pre-planned, amen, their life. They just don't know it. Read Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 for me, please. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for so you. So God have thoughts about us, and then God have plans for us. Go ahead. Says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare. For welfare. And peace. And peace. And not for evil. And not for evil. To give you hope to in your final Look out there now. Come on. See, 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 see. I love the way the Amplified read it. Uh, uh, anybody got it? Amen. Amen. Because it's very expressive. You got it? Read it for me, please. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Come on. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil to give you hope in your final outcome. Let me just tell you something. Amen. God has promised us a good life. Don't be fooled. 
you would, you would allow the world to kind of suggest things to you in your mind that everybody, you know, everybody ain't going to have it. You know, cause you know, some people got it, you know, but you know, it's everybody ain't got it. Well, now wait a minute. They, Cause they ain't got it. Don't mean they can't have it. I mean, how that's going to be some logic. Think about it. I've had many people say to me oh, over the years before I got saved, hey, man, hey, hey, man, you got to think about it. You know, some people, you know, go have it. You know, who, who were meant for them to have it. Who told you that? It ain't, it ain't meant for everybody to have it. I know y'all got that hurt that I heard it myself. I, it ain't meant for everybody to have it. It ain't meant for everybody to have it. Who told you that? Was it meant for all of us to have two legs? Was it meant for all of us to have two arms? I just asked him the question. Do all of us supposed to have two eyes? Do we? You said, but I know some people ain't got none, but do they supposed to have it? Yes or no? So ain't no such thing then, ain't it? We are not supposed to have it. You know, one thing, amen, I'm absolutely convinced of. Most of the ones that have it shouldn't have it. Come on. You got some wealthy Christians, but we're now, now, now at a later date finding that a lot of those so-called wealthy Christians are only under the auspices of Christian. Amen. That they really ain't. Better take a look and see what's going on in this world today. The so-called right Christians are the Christians right. You ain't paying no attention, I can tell. No. And an African man said to me some years ago, amen, when I didn't know no better, I never been in politics, amen. I, I couldn't even spell politics, amen. So, so you know I ain't nothing about it, amen. And so he said to me, he said, uh, Brother Cliff, do you think that God is a Republican? Because I was voting for the Republicans. I said, I don't, I don't know. He said, no, it's not. Well, is it for the Democrats? No. Well, then he must be for the liberals. No. Well, who is he for? He's for the righteous. He's for the just. He's for the ones who have been saved. He's for the born again. Watch this here. Watch this here. He's for every man and woman on the face of this earth. Unless Jesus didn't die for him, and we know he did. Didn't. So I, uh, this is this so-called superior group, amen, called they Republican, amen, amen, glory be to God, amen. We the Christians over here, and, and ain't nobody else no Christian. Man, you out your mind. Yeah, you out your mind. Where you get that from? Where you get that from? You got more hatred in, in, you, in you than everything. You despise people of color. You're hateful. You're mean. You cry about uh, um, white polar bears and elephants. 
Amen. You show your commercials, amen, about sad music playing. Help these, amen, so that they're not extinct. Amen. We want them to stay around. Amen. And we'll feed people that's hungry. I could care less about your, your crazy stuff. I don't care nothing about it. Won't feed a human being, but you care about a dog. Well, Pastor Grant, don't you care about dogs? I happen to like dogs. But I don't put no dog before human beings. Care what color he is. People crazy, man. You better know that God ain't no Republican. God ain't no Democrat. God ain't no liberal. Huh? Somebody. God is God. That's who he is. Amen. And he's for everybody. For God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And God don't want people to perish. Did you hear me? He don't want people perishing either. Did you hear that? He don't want people doing without. He don't want people living in lack. He does not. If I'm too deep for you, I'm sorry. Let me show you something. Can I take you two more places before we quit? Ooh, I got a stir in my spirit right now. Oh, oh, my God. Let me show you something right here. Go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. Let me tell you the places I'm going. Please, where you can find them right quickly so that we don't have to be here all day. I don't want to wear these folks out. Go Isaiah 55 and then find, if you will, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Uh, did you mean chapter 1, Pastor Crab? No. <laughs> I mean, chapter 2. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you to read verse 9 through 16 when we get there. But we're going to Isaiah 55 first. I, I, I want everybody listening, and I'm going to shut this thing down. But I want you to listen. This is very powerful. Watch this here. When I asked the Lord, amen, on yesterday... Lord, then why, when I see all these scriptures where you answer prayers, I said, then, what's wrong? You know, so many Christians, believers having to do without and suffer, and suffer everything in every area. I'm asking God about this because I'm very inquisitive. I want to know the answer to this. It's very simple. Very simple. Look at Isaiah 55 first. And then when we leave 55, you're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 through what? 16? 16. All right. So in Isaiah 55, I want you to, if you will, start at verse 8 or 9. Start at 8 just to be sure. Read. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. There it is. Nor are your ways my ways. Now, let me help you right there before you go to Father, uh, Father uh, Usher Priest. There's the answer. It was so simple. God said, you know what it is? I'm asking you. Read Isaiah 55. For my 
thoughts. For my thoughts. Are not your thoughts. Are not your thoughts. Come on. Nor are your ways. Nor are your ways. My ways. My ways. What does it say about it? What's the next verse? For as the heavens are higher than the earth, yeah. so are my ways higher than your ways. You better believe it. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Now listen to me. God said to those people, your problem is that you're not thinking the way I'm thinking. Uh-huh. Watch this here. Watch the cure, Genethia. Watch the cure. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and... If you will, read verses 9 through 16, and this will be the last scriptures for the day, and I want y'all to listen to these words. Read for me, pray. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Come on. But God has revealed them to us, through his spirit. Come on. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now hold right there. I want you to see something. In Isaiah, under that old covenant, because Jesus had not yet come to die for man's sin, God told them, your thoughts are not mine. For every born, for every unbeliever, everybody that's not saved, God would say to them, your thoughts are not like mine. Your ways are so far from being my ways. Are you ready? She just read something entirely different for the Christian. Read it. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Come on. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Come on. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Come on. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Did you just hear that? If you, if you heard it, then tell me what it said. <laughs> wow. I mean, I caught all of y'all of God. In the, in the Old Testament, God was telling them, he said, I got a problem with you. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. For as the sky is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. So why you struggle to understand me how I operate with human beings, amen, one of the reasons why you're struggling is because you're not understanding that you have one way, I have a total different way. Your thoughts are so far from being like my thoughts. Come on, no wonder you're struggling. Watch this here. That then would apply to anybody that's not born again. Over in the New Testament now, now that we've been what born again, look at what it says. Read again, please. Verse 9. For what? Oh, verse 9. Sorry. For Sorry. it, but as it is written, I has not seen, Come on. nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. 
Come on. But God has re revealed them to us through his spirit. So then now they are being revealed what we did not know. Okay. Old Testament. Because my mind ain't your mind and my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not yours. Amen. We don't know. Over here. Amen. It's being revealed to my mind. Read on. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Come on. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Look out there. For what reason? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Read on. These things we also speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Come on. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit You see of what God. I'm saying? The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why? He can't. He's natural. He's natural. He has not been born again. He has not been recreated. Read on. For they are foolishness to him. They're foolishness unto him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. He can't even understand them. Read. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Come on. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? So there would be no excuse for us then not having God thoughts. They're printed on paper. We have God's thoughts right here. We have God's ways right here. So what would have been hidden from mankind because they couldn't think on the level that God was thinking, watch this here, or to think his thoughts his purposes, his will, what he desired, what he wanted from them, and how to uh, bring those things about. He would fail at those things over and over and over and over again. Jesus then died for that failing nature, right? To give us a whole new nature, and the very nature that was given us is God's own nature. According to 2 Peter chapter 1 uh, through 4, we see God's own nature. So what was hidden from us before, amen, is made evident to us now. Can you receive? That means then you can live a life, if not daily, then almost daily, Above, you ready? A natural minded person. God give us the resource to do that. God gave you everything that He has so that you would not be lacking in anything while being on earth. God gave you, according to the Bible, His own spirit. You say, what is a spirit? Spirit 
is the life of the person. And before we were born again, according to Ephesians chapter 2, that spirit was dead. The Bible says, but now it's been made alive in Christ Jesus. What do you mean dead? The spirit in us, amen, was dead because of Adam. Romans chapter 5, the whole chapter, amen. It was dead because of Adam, which means I had a spirit, but it was more of like Satan himself or the nature of Satan. When the, when the Holy Spirit came inside, amen, he, he gave us his life and removed that old life out of us. If any man be in Christ, he's a new life, a new creature. Old life are passed away. Old things are passed away. Behold, new life has come. Behold, new things have come. And all things are now of God. What? That life that you have is now of God. So that's the nature and person that you are. The reason why you still talk the way you talk is because that's what you're familiar with. That's what you're used to. And you ain't caring about changing it. So then your mind remains in its, in its old state, even though your spirit has been changed. So if certain people say certain things to you, amen, you're known to react to it a certain way. Because you have not, as the Bible say, renewed your mind or your reaction to life. If I took a dead man and put him on my back and they tied the dead man on me and I was not allowed to take that man off of me, I would have to walk around with a dead man on me, no matter how putrefied that would be, the stench and the whole ugly thing of having something dead tied to me, that's what it would be like. The old man, the old nature, amen, a dead man on me. Can't seem to get him off of me. A dead man on me. When Christ came, Basically, he cut the dead man off, right? Glory be to God. So he drops off, so to speak, amen. So now the new man stands alone. And of course, when you first get saved, and you ain't been saved that long, and haven't grown in the things of God and learned the word of God and what God requires of you, of course, even though the dead man is gone, you can still smell the stench of the dead man on you until you wash yourself a little bit in the word of God. But when people choose to remain a certain way, reminding themselves of who they think, who they are, know it's who you were. You're not that no more. But they don't know, so, so they still talk like themselves. They have the same everything. They have the same gestures. They have the same attitude. They have the same uh, uh, personality and all of the other stuff they, man, that I can't name right now. They got all of that, the vernacular and everything, just kind of stay the same, amen, because they're not recognizing that they are a completely new creation. And they're afraid if they walk in that, amen, that they won't be the person that everybody recognizes. When you're sensitive, you don't like for people to say, what's wrong with you? 
You don't act like yourself. You don't change so much and all of that. Listen, you tell them, say, get used to it. Because this is who I am now. I'm, I'm a new person. I'm a new man. I'm not that person that you used to know. So if I don't laugh at them jokes no more, they ain't find it to me no more. Glory be to God. I'm a new man now. So, you know, we do, we quickly adjust to the new creation as rapidly as we possibly can to the point that Satan, if he could speak to you face to face, he would say, why don't you be yourself? See? Because at one time you were like a a puppet on his string and he just worked with you the way he want to. Amen. But Jesus cut the string, baby. He can't work with you like he want to. And he's angry, a magician, if you will. Amen. He can't work the things on you that he used to work on you because they don't work no more. Removing those old appetites. He takes them out the way. Those old desires. Slowly but surely, he moves them out the way. So that the things that you used to crave for, you don't crave for them no more. And when he brings those things to your mind, you're able to what? Discharge them. Thank you for tuning in. We know that for those who receive, your lives have been radically transformed by the power of the word of God. Today is the day of your salvation. Are you ready to grow in your walk with the Lord? We are located at 3701 Atlanta Highway, Suite 16 in Athens, Georgia. We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So to hear today's message again, visit our website at trueagapechristianchurch.org. Thank you and God bless you.